Hi, I'm Akhil Rana. I'm Rohan Nahar. Welcome to The Long Take. This week, we're discussing the new Netflix Chris Hemsworth movie, Extraction 2, which, as you can guess from the name, is a sequel to Extraction. It's basically like an action movie, like the first one, uh, low on like, emotions and characters, more about like, throwing as much of the wall as you can, you know, because you have a stunt director, sorry, stunt man who became, stunt coordinator who became a director, uh, and then written by like Joe Russo, one of the guys who made Endgame. Yep. How do you feel about this one? I think I already made my point of view clear. Um, I liked the first one a lot. Like that one. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. That was very like mediocre on it. You know, that was a big uh, surprise for me because mm. obviously I knew that it was, you know, a Netflix action movie. Uh, Not the greatest but, of connotations. Yeah. But uh, the action was, uh, you know, unique. It was nicely staged and there was a lot of it. the movie wasn't trying to kind of pretend to be something it wasn't mm. it was a very straightforward um almost video game style uh wall to wall action movie and most importantly you know we discussed last week with bloody daddy if you're going to make exactly. an action movie the action must be good yeah that was a really nice action and from a first time director you know it kind of reminded me of like when the first john wick came out mm. oh you know a similar transition Yeah, you, you just bet on talented people, and you know, there's they're skilled. Uh, this one I felt it had some like I didn't enjoy it as much as the first movie, and I think hmm. what you thought of the first movie is basically what I I think of this one. Uh, it's very like uh, by the numbers. Um, the the storytelling is virtually non-existent. Everything is <laughs> like it's. It's I think it's manufactured as well, right? Like you know, it's like quite the, manufactured. Yeah. yeah, they like it's you know they didn't do much on the personal front last mm-hmm. time around. Like there was like hints of like what happened to his child and stuff. Mm-hmm. And clearly, like this time around, Russo was like, okay, I need to like bring that more now because the movie worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are making a sequel now. So we must like bring more out of the part, which is why like they actually cast someone to play the wife. I think that didn't ex- even exist last time. Yeah. Um, she was just off screen. Uh. And then obviously, like they make the mission as well more personal, right? Like they're like, how do you give the give a reason? Like how you can't just make him like do another mission of that level again. Like he's not he's not up for it clearly. He's sort of like tapped out and you know all that. So give him like a family reason to like dive into it again. Yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't have really questioned the decision to introduce family and stuff uh, if it had felt more organic. Like here, it felt like such a Russo move. Uh, <laughs> that you know in like because it's not just is movie mein dikha diya hai olga kurilenko there there is a indication that she's because they've cast a name person yeah there's a sense that she's going to show up again hmm. um same with like idris elba like, that is a total like you know a bond movie gets a new m or something But we didn't have an M first time around, like you know. Yeah, but like because Golshafte was playing the M, right? And then now they've retooled Golshafte to become like the semi-love interest or whatever. It was very weird. Because the but, first we did not at all care about the bond between Tyler and Nick. Okay, she was basically the handler, like she was basically the earpiece almost. Hmm. Uh, only in the last third, I think she stepped out of the field. But hmm. this one, I think they were very clear that oh, they need to like make her like a Rebecca Ferguson of the Mission Impossible, right? Which uh, is fine. Which sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm completely for that. I, my one mm. of my complaints was the fact that Gustav was not a, a involved a lot in the first film. So I was mm. totally for that move. 
but the whole forced you know that oh that now he cares for a lot i'm like ye kahan se aaya like he didn't care for her like eight, 6 months ago uh so why does he suddenly like they try to push that into the story right so i think it's it's fine you can push it like as sec- secondary like fine she's there as another character but you don't have to like jawlsy tie everything together to like tyler people can stand apart from him and not have to be associated to him but i'm willing to buy the whatever bond that he has with uh, nick and nick's brother because we've been told that they've been doing this for a while right and funny enough so- like i bought the bond between nick and nick's brother a lot more even though he just shows up out of the blue in this one he didn't even exist the last time around if i'm not wrong i think he was there in the background but there were so many people yeah, there basically he was there in the background i think he got lost like i don't remember him being there but like that bond actually i bought a lot more okay but both are siblings and so you that's fine right but no it's because like how it's what happens to it and like how in the movie right because of that as well like the way sure. it reaches it Yeah, but like I was saying, you know, like I I buy that because I know that they've done this for a while, and and we know that when he died and came back to life, he basically had nobody except those two people, right? Mm. So it's fine if you kind of want to explore that relationship more. Uh, and it's not like they're the best of friends either. Suddenly, uh, it's just. But yeah, Idris Elba, you're right. Like it's a very like Nick Fury type of move. You know that you can have him across other movies as well. If like Chris Hemsworth is not does not return or something. Yeah, it feels like here's a way to expand this universe, which you would have been able to do without Idris Elba. Also, is my yeah. problem. Now, you in the first movie you had David Harbour, right? And you can Who see not in this role. He was basically like as oh here's David Harbour for like five minutes, and he's now like bobbing his head to like Hindi rap. No, no, but and he's dead, right? David. Harbour. Yeah, exactly. Like th- he was like he was supposed to be like a fun distraction in the movie. Mm. He was not supposed to be like oh here's David Harbour because he's gonna do some exposition. Idris Elba mm. shows up and like his second move is to be like I'm going to be the voiceover of this Georgian mafia. So what the problem with this one is and you can sense how the Russos have also changed in these whatever three years right because the pandemic has broken them. Mm. Now in the first one they've written a character like David Harbour who exists purely to kind of tell the audience that Tyler Rake had a backstory right and yeah. he had like associates he had like people he worked with and here's one of them. And, and he can call upon them in like yeah various parts of the world even you know, Dhaka yeah yeah like in 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 the James Bond movies like that Italian guy was there in the Daniel Craig James Bond movies right yeah. he, he has like for a contacts scene. to call upon like yeah around the world right and then that character was good enough to kind of tell you that there is a world that exists beyond what we are seeing hmm. uh and the character dies you know so it he serves a function in that story here the function that Idris Elba serves is to kind of introduce another person yeah he's basically like nahi hai. an expo- exposition machine yeah, yeah, yeah so that i felt was a very like annoying kind of and he's completely like sidelined to the story right he up comes like two minutes in the beginning and two minutes at the end the end that's it also, that's his role he comes and he's the one who basically says ki here is your new mission your yeah. new mission is family related <laughs> now i'm willing to ignore the stupidity of that like what that kind of worms is you know because family hai but he pretends as if he doesn't know that his ex sister in law was married to this gangster person hmm. how am i supposed to wrap my head around that so that took me 5 minutes ki dekho pata kaise nahi hai or i was pretending that we're supposed to not question these things hey i guess usko pata hai na like I, but like he just don't want to address it because like <laughs> what former family in a way right ex wife are you but what's 
it's too much of a leap it's like a major gangster family that she's married into yeah and he says that you know i when he tells that kid sandro ke ha you used to play with my kid i remember mm. jab whatever beach pe you might not remember this that so he is obviously like chilled with them like how did that work was he chilling also with the gangsters what was happening there how is he okay they don't give us so- a timeline of the relationship like with obviously with the gangster <laughs> but like given the kid's age given the kid's age given the fact that she's she was still with him and the movie starts yeah and the given like, the fact that i mean like it's it very much implied that these kids are from this person and not someone else is that means the, this gangster the, was around that's the main the theme of the only movie, thing right? that can like is possible remote possibility is that maybe he was not a gangster back then which is also not true because we are given unka pura back story wo to bachpan se gangster tha oh right <laughs> which is became like gangsters outside like georgia yeah which is fine like but this is one of those things that you kind of backwards kind of you figure. break the world right when you like move pull such moves yeah yeah because i keep i keep wondering like because he's not like some accountant right tiger yeah. rake his job is to kind of be informed about gangsters and people like you know this no, he's, georgian really he's informed like he knew he just like what chose to ignore it or couldn't do anything about it yeah. one of those two but so basically pehla movie ka 20 minutes is just let's uh a will bring him back to life <laughs> and then uh have him recover and then send him on this new mission right and the first 20 minutes is like let's just jitni jaldi ho sakta hai get him back on his feet which, which i'm like, like which is like a very pro- big problem like these movies face right like when you try to push your know. characters to the edge Mm. Like you try to make a strong first movie, right? Mm. And like he's spoken about this. Like I think initially Sam Hagare wanted to like kill Tyler Hero. That he he gets the bullet in the neck. Mm. He falls off the bridge into the Dakar River, into the Buri Ganga, and he's like he's gone. That's it. And you can sense that there's literally like a you know a a, a, a attempt here to like actually like you know dig the grave and bring him back. Because like the movie literally starts with him being dragged out of a river. Yeah, my which like in a way so undercuts like what happened in the like. actual end of the first movie where like there's an implied shot of him like going back to the boy he rescued in bombay yeah and now uh, that ending makes no sense because you're like if he was there then eight months mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. then how does he how is he in austria and like fighting these guys later yeah like, or maybe he's he went back to check on him after the no it's a right because of- the thing is they i mean i don't give us a proper timeline but i think they say like six to nine months in the hospital the dubai stuff so Achha. If it's like six to nine months, the timeline of the first movie does not fit anymore. It just it just retconned their own movie. No, so my bigger problem with all this, this this I include in the how do you not know your former brother-in-law? Essentially, <laughs> right? It's just dumb mm-hmm. stuff. But my problem with this one also is that in the first one, because it was so lean, because it was such a western, almost mm-hmm. right. It invites you to fill in the blanks. Yeah. Right. So that movie, all because you know so little about this character. About this character, yeah. Your you, I almost imprinted. I almost kind of perceived the first movie as a redemption tale, which it kind of is. Right, yeah, this person. Yeah, it is basically for that, right? He's lost his kid, and he's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I can do some good in this world if I can rescue this kid. Correct, and in and you're kind of actively participating in that movie because you're filling in so many blanks yourself. Okay, oh, this is his what he wants to do. This, this may everything is just you, you. the movie kind of slips into multiple flashbacks mm. right which yeah. would have worked so much better if you if you just nudged you in that direction instead of being like ye dekho ye dekho ye dekho ye dekho and then it spells it out and then the wife comes back and the whole mission is also like family family i'm like oh so now he's just another former soldier right mm. 
who's just who has a job now like so many <laughs> former soldiers um and that can make of... him in the end as well right because you want now there's a very clear sense of uh, keeping the franchise going the first mm-hmm. one for a second they were like okay maybe we'll actually kill him off if this movie does not work out right like they'd be okay with that but now that they've seen the first movie has worked they're like okay this will probably work as well so we must leave us at a better place so we don't have to retcon ourselves again mm-hmm. also like on the flip side uh the john wick uh franchise did something similar, similar that, yeah. in like that, in its fourth movie mm, and that kind of that that worked right in 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 that world yeah because it was maybe kind of more fantastical or whatever uh but here speaking of fantastical the first one felt more i don't know if it's because they shot on location uh or maybe it's just because the locations were so like rugged but it felt dirty or it felt more real in a way I mean, the shot uh, on location, like if you're okay substituting a city for another city. Uh, ha! Huh, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. It most of this movie feels like it's shot on like a tanta again, <laughs> right? And the first one, at least, you're okay. You're you're switching cities, but at least you're on ground in some city. Yeah. Right. Uh, which gives you a kind of sense of place, and because that's like the thing, right? The, as you said, the first movie is lean. It's a it's a one or two day thriller, mm-hmm. and it's pra- it's just set in one city. and it's about one mission it's about the extraction this one may extraction wraps up like i think 40 or 50 minutes into the movie and i was like wait is the movie done now mm. <laughs> and then i like just pause it to see like it now i'm like oh wait half way we knew why we though so the clearly this is just like the first act of your movie now mm-hmm. which is a big mistake right because obviously they know that the highlight of the first movie was that long chase sequence was... yeah which is the weird thing so you made like you finished your extraction and you finished your what i think a 21 minute mm. take which is obviously stitched together from multiple long takes mm-hmm. um and now like how are you going to top that how are you going to top your own stuff for the next 70 minutes now what is your plan no but the funny thing with this movie is that okay so the the 20 minute thing is very impressive mm. you know like that i cannot take yeah, away yeah. from this movie the craft of it the sheer craft of it of starting like what in a prison cell Hmm. turning into a prison riot which goes from like like you know tiny corridors to like full scale like chaos hmm. to then transferring into a high speed car chase where you first hmm. realize that they are actually stitching together takes because of how hmm. they jump from vehicle to vehicle hmm. and then transferring that seamlessly to a foot chase and then transferring to a train hmm. and then like explosions helicopters i don't know hmm. what is crashing hmm. and i what i found really found interesting as well was that they don't always stay with like tyler right like they sometimes mm. go to golshafte sometimes they go to the villains you know like mm. that scene of like the three villains like like blowing up the thing and entering that was a cool mm. moment you know you like yeah. these people mean business yeah uh so like stuff like that like they they've thought out like you know or not just like what they're going to do but like also like giving variety and making sure that it comes across as like a proper like cool scene yeah yeah the, the that scene is uh, like speaking of craft i mean there are obviously you can tell where the shots have been stitched together mm. you can tell where there's a green screen background you can yeah. tell where there's a lot of not great going to like you know black because they yeah. stitched something you can tell where there's not excellent cgi you know you can yeah. you can you, which i think in the first movie that was more seamless for what because i think the first movie was sort of grounded right there were no helicopters in the first movie like there are multiple helicopters in this movie no no it's not just the helicopters right it's to know what you can achieve with the with the kind of limitations and the budget yeah. that you have because obviously it's not real any in the first movie either right they've yeah. got a lot of cgi happening there also 
No, but I'm saying in terms of action also, they were like mm-hmm. more relying on like say a knife fight between Randeep Hooda. Correct. Correct. Or like but a car chase, one... like car took gai do and then he has to get out of the car and yeah. jump into a balcony. Yahan pe, look at the number of rocket launchers they fire in Vienna. It's like they have an endless supply just coming, you know, on like a... Ki just haan dalte ro, jo man kar rahe. Haan, toh, the larger kind of let's make it bigger extends also to the action scene. Which... Yeah, definitely. Which, but... It, forgetting all that as an action scene it's like exceptionally well done because like you said you mm. know there's stuff happening in it so it's there's stakes in it and then there's also room for like playfulness and stuff right when he like lights his arm on fire and punches a person with it that's <laughs> fun right yeah the only complaint I have was like it was entirely self-serious but then that's a choice right that's a choice Hargrave has made that he's gonna keep it that way like it's not gonna be like at all uh, any moment of self-aware or anything uh, not self-aware, but there is like a sense of playfulness, which I felt was there in the first one also and in this one also. Like, here's how we up it. Like, you know, like you thought it was yeah. and now we'll take it another notch. Uh, which is, you're, you're engaging the audience, right? Like, how, where do you yeah. think we'll stop, right? And it's like hmm. almost cartoonish levels bend. Hota hai. Like, there's a train wreck. Yeah, there's cartoonish levels. A train, train derails and somehow, no, that's not the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, all that happens. And I also like, you know, Hargrave, he's, he's very good at like, when they talk about like Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, in like, uh, um, there will be blood and everything like or Spielberg, mm-hmm. you know, how you have those long one take shots, but they're so like seamless and he has like multiple like masters in those long shots, right? Mm-hmm. They're, the Spielberg and Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson can achieve that and this guy can do it too, you know, he knows when, mm-hmm. when to come in for a close-up, for instance. You know, he knows yeah. when when you like he's he's doing the cuts, but you can't see the cuts, right? You he he knows when to like show an insert of a gun or something, you know, or when to mm. pull back and show you like a aerial shot of the whole environment. All that happens in mm. one seamless move, which is also impressive. So in terms of Sam Hargrave as a director, great. Like I'm sure next 20, 30, 40 years. Lots of amazing movies in store. But then for that, you need to kind of step away from this Russo business. Like, honestly. I think you stop it. Not just like step away from the Russo business of the, you know, the franchising mm. and the creation. But that's, the problem is what the Russos have revealed through writing multiple movies now, especially Joe, I think, and he doesn't write mm. as much, um, is that he does not really care as much about the internal life of characters. And if he does care about it, he doesn't know how to show it. Like he's, mm-hmm. if you like go through the Grey Man and like, you know, like, uh, what was that Tom Hanna movie on Cherry. Cherry or this one? Like, it just seems like they only know how to write a, you know, a couple of sort of like stock characters and they just keep writing those again, again, over again, and with the same failure it again. Although Cherry was based on apparently a real story of a person. Haha, <laughs> that was based, but like, you know, like you can seamlessly transfer from the Grey Man to like extraction. And I wouldn't even notice that they're in a different universe. No, I mean, see, I don't, I wouldn't, like, take it to that level. Like, Grey Man is unwatchable, right? Grey Man is... No, I'm talking about the characters in them. Like, I could transplant someone from there to here and here to there, and they would not uh, change it. I don't know. Somewhere. See, Grey Man, I don't know what Grey Man is. Still. Like, who, like, is he, like, even a person? Like, does he have friends, for instance? <laughs> I don't know, Right. He, he mm. he's literally a non-entity, that Grey Man character. And this is after you've cast someone who's infinitely more talented than Chris Hemsworth in that role. 
सो इट हैज टू बी एक्सेप्शनली बैडली रिटर्न फॉर यू टू बी लाइक है कौन है इंसान श्योर आई मीन दे इज अ सेंस ऑफ हिम एज अ पर्सन राइट एंड इट वॉज देर इन द फर्स्ट मूवी इज वेल लाइक इवन दो इट हैड लेस ऑफ लेट्स यू नो फ्लैश हिम आउट जो इसमें हो रहा है versus you only seen like Ryan Gosling I mean Ryan Gosling is saving the world he's saving like children so there's an immediate difference there you know um which immediately makes this character more human right yeah um uh, and just like in terms of a viewing experience that is one of the worst things i've ever seen on that scale grim it says a lot about like them as filmmakers then, right because like they've written both but they've directed only one of mm. them it's almost like the directors of avengers endgame are looking bad in front of a guy who used to be stunt coordinator like two movies ago yeah and i mean to their credit they're the ones who worked with sam hargrave you know on those marvel yeah. movies and thought he was talented enough to kind of direct exactly. so like you've seen his work mm. you're like okay this guy can make but then when he comes to your own action movie you suddenly forget what makes hargrave's movies good it's i think it's mainly a problem of people aren't seeing no anymore to them right and they have infinite resources yeah obviously that's what happened on set turn yeah it they will literally like let's fire the others guys because we want to be in business with the russo yeah i mean it it will break anybody right that's the extent of like not saying mm. no at this point here at the end of the day someone else is directing and that person has a very strong voice which we saw in the first one yeah Yeah, strongly, very strong, like visual language he wants to implement. Yeah, and I mean, if you were to take away that twenty-minute action stretch from this movie, it would still function as a good action movie, you know, because mm. it's not like Baki ka action just because it isn't like a fake long take, it isn't good. You can still mm. tell what's happening, you know. You can. Yeah, that was my one good thing as well. Like, just because you know, like the Vienna stuff is probably might not be that impressive as the first mm. scene. but you can always you get a sense of like what's happening what they're trying to achieve mm. and you can follow all of it you're like yeah right now they're trying to get to the top of the building right mm. now they're trying to get to that car or that mm. like behind that mm. door so all that is you need someone who can not just you know it's not less, it's not like script mein likha hua hai no it's a direction he lays yeah. it out right like he lays it out he's like yeah yahan se iske aadmi aaye zero rock ke yahan khade hain with rocket launchers yahan se cars aayi hain yahan se helicopter aa raha hai by laying out the geography very well you ensure that then they when the character start playing in in the sandbox mm-hmm. and they start moving from one location to the next location you can follow ki kaun kahan pe hai yeah, yeah. and that's all very nicely done you know um just like that escape you know from that building which is nice it was a nice sequence it, he could have a part of me also wondered if he's going to do like a you remember athena He's just going to do like three major longish action sequences. Yeah. But वो नहीं हुआ. एक ही है. And I feel almost that the movie would have benefit benefited had they kind of. No, but I also think like sometimes it's pushing it too much as well. Like in the first, the only my complaint with the first sequence was that because it's a one thing. Mm. Now what he's stuck with is he has to show you something every three seconds, mm-hmm. right? He's almost like I think that's probably like Hargreaves' only sort of like detriment to me is that. He doesn't understand the John Wick movies and the Mission Impossible movies, which I think understand. Mm. Is they understand the pause of an action sequence? Is that you let people take in? Like think of the moment where mm. uh, Tom Cruise gets punched so hard in the bathroom mm. in Paris in the fallout. Is that he has to literally he's still on the ground and he has to breathe for three seconds, mm. right? Mm. He's just doing that. He's just recovering for three seconds mm. while like Henry Cavill is dealing with the guy, 
He's like, can I get up right now? Am I good enough to get up? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably the one thing that's missing from our guys for action filmmaking is that let people like feel the impact of what's happened. I think he did it like once in the prison riot mm. where like Chris Hemsworth gets like a brick to the head <laughs> and we are like put in his mind for like a few seconds. But otherwise, it's not not too much. You know, like oh, here is a helicopter getting blown, and now Hemsworth has to turn around and deal with another helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, let me feel like what just happened in like two seconds. Which I felt again in the first movie was you could feel the reality of the punches more. But maybe that's just because mm. in my mind I don't remember all of it. But I remember that uh, like the Randeep Hooda and uh, this guy's knife fight sequence on the street. In- yeah, that was a, that was a highlight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in which he gets like hit by a bus or something in the middle yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But some and that that's the, that also that knife fight came at the end of like another long yeah. like they had already jumped through balconies and stuff and I'm like bhai sahab itna already kar chuke hai and they're still going how are they still going? Yeah. Uh here because of its very nature as it's almost like one of those like an uncharted thing right towards the end where you're yeah. like now you're flying now i don't really sense the weight of it anymore now you're just he's literally i mean it's impressive he's climbing in and out of this thing and you know uh shooting and like rpgs or whatever but uh, you don't sense like you don't sense the weight or anything of it you're like yeah he's going to shoot people he's literally like people are shooting at him and usko kuch lag nahi raha hai yeah yeah like Goldschmidt, I think dies like three times the movie, and he's somehow still alive at the end of the movie. I don't understand it. I don't know how many bullets she's taken. Yeah, that uh, engine room with the fight sequence that she had with like three or four people that was nice because it felt like yeah, oh, it. it's yeah. grounded again, you know, while he's yeah. like. But then when like when the helicopter comes in the front of the train and then then just like fires blindly into the engine room and they both survive, I'm just like <laughs> okay. Yeah, the movie is like is. On the precipice of, you know, like balancing, it's like, you know, like, let's make a good, like, scene that can, humans can do. But let's also try to, like, wow you with, like, things that might not you yeah. ever see. It doesn't have, like, half a foot in, like, almost near Super Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't know uh, if that is something that they're going to lean into in inevitably, like, whatever, Extraction 3 or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if, like, that's... Like a guarantee, right? Because I feel like the first session performed partly because of the pandemic, right? Like uh, everyone's at home. It released literally, I think, like a month into the first lockdown. So, yeah. So that must have contributed something to it. Yeah. But like, like tab se Netflix ka, I mean, viewership has also like probably doubled or whatever, like 30. No, but like, do they just go by sheer numbers or do they go by the fact that a certain percentage watches and then they green out another movie? Oh... I would because it's also sus- like must have costed them more, right? In the first, yeah, time. yeah, definitely. But I sus- yeah. would imagine that if you're Netflix, you don't. If you've seen that the first one has done well, you don't sign Chris Hemsworth and the Russos and Sam Hargrave for just one more sequel. Hmm. You give them at least two with the option of spin-offs or whatever, right? Like it makes mm. zero business sense to be like Ekor Karlo and then we'll we'll take a call again because that yeah, what if it tanks? Like what if it like makes like half the numbers of the first one? No, but then if because everyone has forgotten that this movie called Extraction came three years ago when the people are in the pandemic and now it's like gotten over no, the no, period. This, this is going, this is going to be huge, they know that, right? They they've probably got enough science and obviously they're not going to be like do one more because then that opens you up to renegotiation if this one does well. Wo 50 right. million <laughs> 
So, I mean, I'm sure they've already, because of just the way it's written, it's like, ha, Idris Alba, ye dalo, wo dalo. We'll fully make it a Fast and Furious thing now. Yeah, that's where they're basically heading at this point. They are heading towards like a Fast and Furious meets Mission Impossible meets like John recording. Yeah, which I feel is like deviating from the core of this. Uh... Yeah, like how many times can you call it extraction before it like it's not just an action movie? Yeah, it is. Which like even this one defies that, right? Like just an extraction movie for the first hour. revenge the final sequence is basically like Skyfall inspired. Kind of. Although I can... Yeah, he just, he's like, I'm going on my own now. No, no, but I, but I can argue that the entire thing until, like, the child... Because the child is taken again, right? After a point. Child is taken again or child willingly leaves? Child willingly leaves, leaves, leaves the mother. Whatever, but... Yeah. But he, he needs to be extracted again. <laughs> yeah. He's so devoted, like, to his, like, ex-wife's sister and So his ex-sister-in-law's family. Yeah. I mean, he's a child, but see, if it would have been like some other person, he would have probably been like, okay, go screw you, like whatever. But he's, <laughs> he, exactly, yeah. if it's like, you know, if Ovi, like from the first movie, had like cousins or something who got lost and taken, he would be like, mission is not my mission, I have done my mission, but I have done it, by making it like family, they're like ensuring that he will go to like no limits. And but uh, see, when he talks to that kid uh, in the whatever apartment, he also tells the kid that my child would have been your age by now so then they made yeah, so then they again like yes the same analogy they made in the first movie the sort of correct running so he's around. there's no way that he's going to kind of abandon him. how long are they gonna juice out his trauma uh, extraction fight ab to wife bhi aage, ab to wife that's funny like the wife like shows up like only in two scenes and the end she shows up she's like oh you're in jail sorry bro and then two minutes later he's been broken out of jail like does the wife know he's been Sprung from jail. Oh yeah, like great timing by the way, Idris Elba. He's like, full dramatic reveal he did. Okay, he calls Tyler first and then he's like, oh no, but you won't be alone. And then Goldshifte comes two seconds later. Yeah. In a different car. Obviously, because you know, like that's the next romantic pairing they're trying to push her. Oh, uh, my money is on her dying in the next movie. <laughs> I think they would, if they're smart, they will introduce another third character and then kill that one. Just like they did with like, his brother, her brother, sorry. Like, who? I don't remember from the first movie. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, there's going to be, like, some Idris Elba boss also now, which I'm like, oh, okay. If they tie these movies together to Greyman, I will kill them. No, that, that is no. You can totally do it. No. How, how will you stop them? I can't stop them. <laughs> There'll be a spin-off of, like, Extract, of Kiss Hemsworth and Ryan Gosling, like, going on a mission together. And, like, Netflix will be like, yes, bro, we're printing money now. Yeah. That that will be the first movie written by AI. I'm sure some AI has already <laughs> told them that hey, excuse me, tomorrow pass ye dono. Why don't you combine them? Chat GPT write a movie with extraction and cream in the same world. Good damn. Chalo, fir dekh lenge. I guess. Okay, then time to wrap it up. That's all for this episode of the Long Take. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at the Long Take Pod. You can write to us at the Long Take Pod at gmail.com. Um, please leave us a rating and a review where I was in this episode and we will see you next week.